The podcast blows up, we meet Mabel's mom, and our team finds their prime suspect. All this and more on episode six of Only Murders in the Building. That's today on The Streaming Fool. Hello and welcome to The Streaming Fool, the podcast that has a frozen vanilla pudding cup waiting for it as soon as this recording is complete. Seriously, it's one of those vanilla pudding snack packs and it's been sitting in the freezer all night long and I hope it's as good as I'm thinking it's going to be. Anyway, I'm your host. My name is Steven. And today we start winding our way down the back half of Only Murders in the Building with episode number six. This episode is titled To Protect and Serve. It landed on Hulu on September 21st. And as always, we'll start by looking at what Wikipedia has to say. Oscar and Mabel appear to have feelings for each other. Mabel's mother does not want her involved in Tim's murder investigation, but Mabel asserts her independence on this matter. Detective Williams starts having second thoughts about closing Tim's case too quickly, so she surreptitiously gives Tim's phone to Mabel. Teddy is thrilled that his business is mentioned on Jimmy Fallon's show and writes Charles and Oliver a check for $50,000. However, Charles notices that the check is drawn from an angel account, which is the name of the person that Tim had been dealing with for jewelry. Once again, Wikipedia, you know, I guess it's that's kind of the point. They just want to touch on just some of the points of the show and not really touch on much. <laughs> I guess it doesn't give you a lot in regard to this episode. So, Every one of these episodes have had, to a certain extent, a a narrator or a voiceover character that narrates bits and pieces of the show. And whatever it is they have to say, it kind of fits into the theme of that particular episode. The very first episode, we had Charles Oliver and Mabel all narrating at various points. The last episode, it was Oscar. The episode before that, It was Cinda Canning. And then, of course, we found out that she wasn't narrating. She was recording her podcast in the future about Mabel, Oliver, and Charles. We still don't know what that's all about. But this episode is narrated by Detective Williams. We learn from the get-go that she doesn't like twins. She thinks they're creepy. And she doesn't even want to get started on triplets and and, and quadruplets and, and whatnot. And then she throws out a reference that I haven't thought of in a long time. She mentions the show Herman's Head. This is one of those shows on Fox from the early days of Fox. And I remember really enjoying that show. It was about a dude named Herman who worked at some company. And he had his, it was like, I can't even remember the name of that Pixar movie now where you had the various emotions in that little girl's head. You had rage and, and, and joy and whatnot. Well, you had that in Herman's head, but they were played by humans. But they were these his emotions that he could speak to in his head. And I just I, I had not thought about that show in a long time. And we get a reference for it, not once, but twice in this episode, which took only murders in the building from like an eight to a 12 out of 10, as far as I'm concerned. Anytime you can reference something like freaking Herman's head, next thing you know, we'll, we'll be getting shows where they talk about the adventures of Beans Baxter. Who remembers that 
the streaming fool at gmail.com. Tell me, tell me if you remember Beans Baxter. Anyway, we also learned that she spent most of her life alone and that she that's the way she's liked it. But now she has a a woman in her life, her wife, who is who is uh pregnant. And we get to see a bit of their relationship. Detective Williams comes home and her wife, whose name I, I can't remember now off the top of my head, she's painting the 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 nursery for the future baby. Her wife refers to the baby as Kareem, to which Detective Williams says, there's no way we're calling our son Kareem. It was kind of a, a funny little moment between the two of them because the one is like, I'm painting Kareem's room. And she's like, Kareem, we are not calling our son Kareem. And she goes, come on, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's a scholar and an athlete, and he does charity work for people. And she goes, yeah. And Kareem Hardison was Dwayne Wayne on a different world. And her wife says, no, that was Kadeem Hardison. And she goes, yeah, that's what I said. They're both the same. And uh, then she discovers, Detective Williams discovers that her wife is listening to only murders in the building. And her wife then discovers that that's the case that Williams has been working on. And she starts telling uh, Detective Williams, well, you know, I think they got something here. You know, what about this? And what about that? And Detective Williams, who, if we remember, if you remember from the first episode of Only Murders in the Building, was really angry to meet Oliver and Mabel and Charles. You know, she hates those true crime podcast fanatics. And now here is her wife or partner or girlfriend who's starting to do the same thing and actually is starting to question how she worked the case because she tells her, no, that was a suicide. It's cut cut and dry. That case has been closed. And her girlfriend's like, well, what about this? And he's like, oh, heck no, you're not going to do that to me. And then she she leaves. And so we find out at one point that Williams goes back to the I mean, I'm not going to tell this episode in any particular order, I don't think. So Detective Williams goes back to the police station and she starts looking through the evidence and she finds this paperwork that states that the the the, the body was never uh, approved to have a tox report, which she finds kind of weird. And then she realizes she never sent Tim Kono's phone to IT. And so she goes back to her wife and she tells her, all right, look, you were right. Um, I may have missed a couple of things. They never uh, sent the body in for a, for a talk screen. Uh, IT never got the phone. And her wife's like, well, there you go. You can open this case back up and blow it wide open and solve the whole thing and be the big hero. And Detective Williams says, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You, we can't do that. If they, whoever they are, the, the upper uh, echelon, I guess, of the police rankings, decided not to send the body for a talk screen. There is a reason for that, and she can't be messing with that. And if she wants to make sergeant, she can't be reopening a case that she has already closed. And so now she's kind of she's got to kind of decide what she's going to do next. Well, in the meantime, we have uh, Mabel and, and Oliver and Charles and Oscar. They're all still they're all at the tattoo parlor. And they are trying to, you know, trying to piece together kind of what's going on. Uh, all they know at this point is now it seems that Tim is, has been involved in trying to take down a black market jeweler, jeweler, jewelry person, seller of jewels and jewelry, uh, who they only know by the name of Angel. 
And that's when Mabel's mother shows up. She's very angry that uh, Mabel has come to town and did not call. And the only reason she found out about it is because Mabel's cousin works there at the tattoo parlor. And she, she this, this cousin called her mom on her. And uh, so from that point, we go back to Mabel's mother's house and all of them are there. Uh, Oliver, Charles, Oscar, Mabel, Mabel's mom, they're having dinner. And Mabel's mother is very upset. She she mentions a couple times, I never should have let you go back to that building to which Mabel fires back. You you don't let me do anything anymore, mom. I'm grown. They get into a big fight. Mabel storms out. Oscar follows her. Charles and Oliver have a talk with Mabel's mom. And they basically, you know, they they tell Mabel's mom that they they understand where she's coming from. Um, they'll leave her out of this. They'll, they'll, they'll close it down. There's, there's no, no reason to move forward at this point, knowing that Mabel is so closely tied to this tragedy and they don't want to, uh, capitalize. They don't want to make money off of that. They don't want to profit from their friend's tragedy. And they tell Mabel's mother that, you know, Mabel's a wonderful person. She's, she's very odd. She's a strange woman, but that they mean that in a good way. And then they leave. Uh, Oscar and Mabel spend some time in her room getting to know each other a little bit more. It's very obvious, uh, that they are both very attracted to each other, especially once they start to smooch. Well, Charles and Oliver, they're back at, uh, I think it's Charles's place. I don't remember. I think it's, well, it might be Oliver's. Doesn't really matter. Wherever they have the big board set up with all their suspects on it, they're sitting around and they're, they're talking about, uh, you know, what what they're going to do going forward, because obviously they can't do the podcast anymore. And then uh, Oliver gets a text from Ted, Teddy, Teddy Demas, the guy who is sponsoring their podcast, the guy that Oliver went to a few episodes back and got thirty five thousand dollars out of him to sponsor their podcast. And it's basically a text that just says, I, I need to see you now. And Oliver brings Charles along. They go down to the apartment and. Teddy plays them a clip from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, where he is talking to Cinda Canning. And they're talking about podcasts. And she says, oh, my goodness, everybody's doing a podcast now. She goes, in fact, the guy who played Brazos is doing a, a podcast. And she starts telling Jimmy about it. And she says, it's it's a murder podcast. It's a true crime murder podcast in which they're trying to solve a murder uh, from their from, that happened in their building. And their prime suspect at this point is none other than uh, pop superstar Sting. And Jimmy is just cracking up. He's laughing. He, he thinks it's so funny. And then she tells him that the the title of the podcast is Only Murders in the Building. Jimmy just thinks that is just the funniest thing he's ever heard. He repeats the name, Only Murders in the Building. And he laughs and laughs and laughs. Teddy pauses the clip and he turns to them. And it's kind of amazing. This Nathan Lane plays Teddy. and. The way he acts and then the way Steve Martin and Martin Short react to his acting, he is able to come across as very intimidating, which is like the polar opposite of the character he played in The Birdcage. And it that just shows the kind of range that Nathan Lane has to go from playing a character like he did in The Birdcage to being a very intimidating uh, guy that that you might fear might cause violence upon you at any moment. But it turns out he's not angry. He's actually very happy. He's he is uh he's uh, a Greek. He's descendant from the Greeks, and he tells them, "Do you know how big Jimmy Fallon is in Greece?" And 
Come to find out he is super. Actually, oh, I should back up. She says the title of the, the podcast is Teddy Demas or Demas Chicken Wraps presents Only Murders in the Building. So when Jimmy Fallon repeats it, he re- he says Demas Chicken Wraps. And then he says, oh, but he goes that what a ridiculous title or something like that. He goes, but we, we do love the Demas Chicken Wraps. And, and Cinda Canning's like, oh, you got to love the Demas Chicken Wraps. So he is just Teddy Demas is just super excited that his name got mentioned, the name of his company got mentioned on Jimmy Fallon. And because of that, he is prepared to write them a check for $50,000 to to sponsor like the next four episodes. Well, Steve, uh, Charles says we we can't accept that money because they've decided they that they're not going to move forward. Oliver, on the other hand, is like, well, why can't we accept that money? I need that money. And Teddy tells them a story about his his grandmother. And the Greek Armenian Holocaust and how his the the Greek women, they didn't have, you know, they well, there weren't banks back back then. So Greek women would make necklaces and jewelry out of their gold coins. And that's how they kind of, in essence, hid their hid their money. And his grandmother uh, to escape this genocide, uh, she gives her necklace to to this soldier to stow them away on a ship to America or somewhere like that. And he lets her keep two of the coins. And he says, one coin is for you to invest in your future when you get to America. And the other coin is for luck. And Teddy has one of those coins. And he explains to them that because of that story, he likes to invest in stuff that he believes in that will, uh, you know, not only make him money, but help help his friends. And he says he's got a whole other, it's a side company that does these kind of things. And he hands them a check for $50,000. We go back at one point to Mabel and her mother and Mabel is telling her mother, she has to see this through. She has, she can't not know what happened to Tim Kono and her mother basically agrees. So Oliver and Charles are back in the apartment and they're, they're getting ready to rip up this check. Oliver is very upset about it. When Charles notices that the company that is on the check is called Angel, the same name of whomever Tim Kono was trying to take down as a black market jewelry dealer. Now, I should mention that we did learn back at the tattoo parlor that when when uh, Mabel dumped out all the jewelry she found at Tim Kono's house, the, the guy who works at the tattoo parlor that was helping Tim Kono, he picks up two pieces of jewelry. He goes, all right, now I got this for Tim. And I got this for Tim, but the other one I got for him isn't here. And they said, well, do you know what, what that was? And he goes, well, I got a picture of it somewhere. I'll, I'll text it to you. And so when she's spending time with Oscar in her room, she gets the text and she looks at it. Oscar is looking through a photo album that she put together entitled My Hardy Boys. So it's all about them. And she notices the night, the the picture that was taken the night of New Year's Eve when their friend Zoe died, was thrown off the building, that the picture that the guy at the tattoo parlor sent them is of a ring, and it's the same exact ring that Zoe was wearing that night in that picture. And she says, holy crap, why was Tim trying to get the ring that Zoe was wearing when she died? And Oscar says, she wasn't wearing that ring when she died. You know, he went and and found her there at, you know, when when she fell and he went down to the sidewalk to see her there dead lying on the sidewalk. And he goes, you don't forget everything about your girlfriend 
when she's lying on the sidewalk dead. She was not wearing that ring. So that's a mystery. What's up with that ring? Why did Zoe have it at the beginning of the night? And why did she not have it when she was pushed off of the top of the building? And what does that have to do with Teddy Demas, who Charles now has identified as Angel? Oliver doesn't quite buy it. But before they can really get into any kind of big, deep argument about it, Mabel shows up and she's brought uh, gifts to apologize. You know, she wants to apologize to them for lying. And she explains that she's never really had anybody in her life for a long time that she's trusted or even liked. And she feels like that's why she held the information back. And so she's like, I, I brought some some tamales from my mother and some hummus for you, Oliver. And Oliver immediately grabs the thing of hummus and he goes, now, this hummus expired yesterday. And Mabel says, yes, but we both know you're still going to eat it. And he goes, yes, I am. And then she provides them with her next gift. So we talked about Detective Williams. She realized that she had done, she hadn't quite, you know, she'd missed a couple things. A couple things got missed before she closed the case and that maybe there might be something to the whole idea that Tim was murdered. And so she puts the phone in an envelope and she drops it off at the Arconia for Mabel. And Mabel has it with her at that point. And she says, here's my second gift. Uh, It's Tim's phone. And Charles and Oliver are both excited about this. And she says, of course, we need to figure out what his password is in order to get into it. And then uh, Charles says, that's not the last thing. And he pulls out a picture of Teddy and he sticks it up on the board under prime suspect. He goes, our prime sponsor has now become our prime suspect. And <laughs> Oliver, ever the director, just goes, ooh, that's a good line. That would be a great line to end an episode. And then that's how they end the episode. I just love little things like that. It was another great episode. It gives us a new suspect to add to our list. I'm not taking any more people off of the list. I'm still keeping the neighbor in Didi Idoko, who still, again, was not on this episode. I find that kind of kind of suspicious. You know, there's I feel like there's a reason why they're not focusing on her at all. And I'm keeping Oscar. I just, I don't know. I want to trust Oscar, but come on. I feel like uh, they want us to trust Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but then there's also his father, Jose Torres. He's a suspect. And now Teddy is now officially a suspect as well. So we got four people who could possibly be behind the death, the murder of Tim Kono. I say this every time, folks. Who do you think murdered Tim Kono? Let me know, thestreamingfool at gmail.com. Or just tell me what you think of the show so far, and uh, I just might read it out on an episode. Give you a little shout out. Say your name. Say your name. Say your name. Won't that be exciting to hear your name on a podcast? That probably never happens. But uh, yeah, uh, again, another great episode. There is a moment in this episode when they're getting ready to tear the check up. I almost don't want to talk about it because it's almost like one of these perfect comedic moments. And me talking about it is not going to do it any justice. But if you've watched the episode or if you're going to watch the episode, it's this moment when Charles basically says, we need to tear up that check for $50,000. Well, the first thing Oliver does is he gives you one of those grunts that he does when he is upset about something. He just, Ugh. and then he goes to tear it up and <laughs> it's very quick. He, he goes to tear it up, but before he can, he reaches out, he puts his hand on uh, Charles's knee and he kind of makes this sound 
like uh like the whimper of a small dog and it's just it's such a great comedic moment again i think i mentioned in the last episode that we talked about only murders in the building i for a long time was not a big fan of martin short and it's just been within the last couple of years that i've really started to appreciate him i don't know if that means that his humor has matured or he has become funnier or if my sense of humor has matured and uh or or changed i don't know but i really like him now uh i go back and forth uh as far as who's the funniest one on this show is it steve martin or martin short doesn't really matter those two should always work together from now on they are genius together they did a live show uh that was on netflix i think i it might even still be there if you can find it watch it it's so great the two of them live together they trade insults just like freaking Michelangelo paints a freaking church ceiling. You know, they are, they're just masters at it, but they're so good in this show. And uh, I love it because of them so much. I don't know what else to say, folks. That's what I got. That's episode six of Only Murders in the Building, a Hulu original. Again, all 10 episodes are up. I do know who murdered Tim Kono. I am trying to do these episodes as if I, you know, what I was thinking of at the time that I first watched the episode. And so at this moment in time, I don't know that I was quite sold on Teddy Demas at this point. There's something about him, just the way he acts. There's something shifty about him, but I'm still kind of leaning towards Oscar at this point. I mean, I'm still like the neighbor. Come on. Why haven't we seen the neighbor? But I'm still leaning towards Oscar at this point. But I guess we'll find out more in episode seven, which... I'm going to try to get to you guys on Monday. It's episode eight of The Streaming Fool, in which I'm talking about episode number seven. No, I said that wrong. Wow, I am way off whack. It will be, this is episode eight. So the next episode will be episode nine, in which I'm talking about episode seven of Only Murders in the Building. Until then, folks, hey, have you gone out to Apple Podcasts? Hey, have you got, hey, hey. Hey, have you gone out to, what am I doing? Hey, did you happen to see the most? Anyway, have you gone to Apple Podcasts and rated the show? I would certainly appreciate it. You'd be doing my heart a lot of joy. I'd be filled with a lot of joy. Please go out there and do that. If you get the show from Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to the show on YouTube, like the episode, smash that like button, give it a smishy smash, shaboom, that's what it sounds like, baboom, smash that like button. Until then, folks, my name is Steven, and I am the Streaming Fool. Talk to you later. (laughs) That was dumb.